Right now, for all you people out there, a trivia group from up in Ottawa, you see House, House Common, gonna do a big, big hit called The Fuddles One thing perfectly clear. Anyone who fuddled up is a friend of mine. Oh, I just want to say everybody fuddled little sometime. Fuddle duddle, fuddle duddle. Making me sick to my stomach. Do the fuddle duddle on the morning after. Do the fuddle duddle when you take your tea. Do the fuddle duddle in the legislature. Do the fuddle duddle with me. Fuddle duddle. Is that a new dance? Will you fuddle-duddle if I call you Thursday? Can you fuddle-duddle on the TV screen? Say you fuddle-duddle on the headset record. Do you fuddle-duddle today? Fuddle-duddle is anything like ball in the jack? Holly golly? Sock it to me, baby? Do you fuddle-duddle in the house of Gays, the guys over here from Ottawa. Fiddle Trivic Creek. Great, fiddle deadles. Deadles, how's it common? Come on. And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, the House of Commons, with the song Do the Fuddle Duddle, all about Pierre Elliott Trudeau, former Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau, the father of Justin Trudeau, who is running for Prime Minister in this 2015 Canadian election. And today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Justin Trudeau, plus an interview with NDP leader, rest in peace, Jack Layton. And, as well, an all-ice retrospective on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. All-ice. We're talking interviews with Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, and Ice Tea. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, Justin Trudeau, Jack Layton, Vanilla Ice, Ice Tea, 
an ice cube, the whole ice little section there for you to prepare you right now for an interview with Justin Trudeau. Went to a press conference the other day when Justin was in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and was able to ask him a few questions about a few rock and roll records. I also wanted to see if he would do the hip flip. The hip flip is like a weird 1960s game, kind of like Twister. It happens when a pole goes between two people. There's like a pole that goes between two people and there's little flipper in the middle and you have to flip the flipper around. I like approaching different politicians and seeing if they will do the hip flip. So in this encounter with Justin Trudeau, you will see me recounting my encounters with various politicians and if they did the hip flip or not. Quite a few did the hip flip. So this is the audio version you're going to be hearing of some visuals in case you're wondering what's going on when they hear like some grunting. That is actually the hip flip getting flipped around. So right now, here is an interview with Justin Trudeau on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show. And to prepare you for Justin Trudeau, have another Justin Trudeau-related record here ready to play. And it's DOA's song, Nazi Training Camp. Why? It's from the DOA Live June 23rd, 1978 LP, recorded by Tom Harrison at the Body Shop in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, which later became Richards on Richards, and actually I think was the scene of Hardcore 81, that amazing rock and roll gig that celebrated release of DOA's Hardcore 81 record. But we're going to hear the track Nazi Training Camp, and on the cover of this record is Margaret Trudeau. Margaret Trudeau is pictured on the cover of this DOA record. Interestingly enough, Joe Keithley of DOA, Joey Shitted, is running in his upcoming election for the Green Party. So right now, here is DOA from June 23rd, 1978, live at the Body Shop in Vancouver with Nazi Training Camp, a record that has Margaret Trudeau on the cover. Margaret Trudeau, the mother of Justin Trudeau, who will be interviewed on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show right after this. Nazi Training Camp. It's a Nazi training camp.
Nardwar, the human serviette in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Election time, Canadian election, 2015. Time to approach the various candidates and see if they will do the hip flip. Mr. Trudeau, speaking of North Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the green candidate, Claire Martin, was in Pink Floyd's video for The Wall. But you, Mr. Trudeau, have a rich, rich rock and roll tradition, you and your family. I was curious, are you aware of this record right here by Diana Christie called Justin Pierre on the Molson Canadian Awards record label? Uh, you know, I, 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 I hate to date myself because I try to talk about how old I am as often as I can. I'm actually turning 45 next year. Uh, but uh, I don't have that particular song on my it was iPod. Written, it was written for you. Plus, of course, Go Go Trudeau, which you can use this year by The Sinners. Right I, I prefer Go Go Harper these days, to be entirely true. With your dad, who I think used to call him Spock, too. I, I never referred to my father as Spock. I referred to him as Dad. And right underneath there, again, more rich rock and roll tradition, Song for Margaret by Mackenzie King. Right. Uh, I, uh, he, he, I know him best as a prime minister. Right underneath there, DOA from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Joe Keithley of DOA is running for the Greens. Triumph of the Ignoroids. Your mom on the cover there, Margaret Trudeau on the cover of this punk rock record. Underneath here, Fuddle Duddle by the Antique Fair. And right here, Mr. Trudeau, look at this. The Pierre Elliott Trudeau paper doll dress-up book. An actual doll, a game. Yeah, I, I believe I have an app for that now. <laughs> I guess what I was curious about is, speaking of apps and speaking of games that are out there, I was wondering, would you do the hip-flip game with me? Paul Martin did. That looks painful. Paul Martin did the hip flip game. Jean Chrétien did the hip flip game. Jack Layton did the hip flip game. Whoa, oh my God. Michael Ignatieff did the hip flip game. Stephen Harper did not do the hip flip game. I was carried away by his security as I tried to approach him. We do, this is kind of fun. This is, whoa! Stephen Harper, please, will you do the hip flip? You guys don't have to carry me. Would you, Justin Trudeau, in this election of 2015, do the hip flip game with me, Nardwar, the human serviette? I, uh, I look forward to doing it after I take the more serious questions from uh, everyone else. Thank you right very now? much. Not right now, sir. Thank you. Thank you. No, we'll do it right afterwards. Thanks. I'm in the middle of a, a fairly important election and a very important process. Thank you so much. Uh, so we'll you on your word on that. Thank you so you much. You can. When I give my word, I keep it. Unlike uh, someone who didn't show up at Vancouver Pride a few months ago. I keep my promise. Thank you. You will try to do the hip flip. I will do the hip flip, yes. Congratulations, Mr. Trudeau. You've joined the Hip Flip Club. Really appreciate it. It's an exclusive membership. I'm very uh, uh, pleased about it. Thank oh, you. One last quick question.
question. Yes. Your dad, did he ever swallow a goldfish? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that was Ozzy Osbourne. And you still get special treatment, don't you? Where? At the Vancouver airport. Yes, not only because of my aunt, Janet Sinclair, who's worked uh, for a long time for the unions there. Well, thanks so much, Justin Trudeau. Doot, 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 doot. Doot, doot. Are waiting to see you stand and walk through a country young and strong. See all the power there. So many friends will sing you this song. Welcome, Justin Avec les yeux pétillants Bienvenue au Canada Pays souriant Il fait beau tous les jours Les nuits sont toujours claires Tout le monde est plein d'amour You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Diana Christie with Justin Pierre, a song about Justin Trudeau, a song about the day he was born, December the 25th, 45 years ago. And before that, an interview with Justin Trudeau, leader of the Liberal Party, part of this 2015 election cycle we are celebrating today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. I do hope to approach some of the other candidates involved in the federal election. Right now, the only person I've approached is... 
Justin Trudeau, so I thought I would shout back to an older interview I did with Rest in Peace, Jack Layton, former leader of the NDP. Again, you will hear some grunting and groaning, and that is when I attempt to get Jack Layton to do the hip flip. You know, that 1960s game that I mentioned before that has a little flipper in the middle that you have to flip between yourselves. That's the grunting, in case you're wondering what's going on. So right now, coming up, an interview with Jack Layton from the NDP. And then later on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, we're going all ice. Yes, ice cube, vanilla ice, and ice tea. Now, to prepare you for Jack Layton, I thought I'd play you one of his favorite bands, The Rabble, from 1967. Not the metal band from nowadays, but the Garage, psychedelic, Zappa-influenced band from Montreal, 1967. We're going to hear the song Black Potato by The Rabble. And then an interview with Jack Layton on the Nardwar, the human, serviette, radio show. Here's The Rabble. Nardwar versus... Oh. Ah. Sorry that um, wasn't the rabble, that actually reminded me, that little voice from God, which was actually J.B. Shane, reminded me that I actually have had a chance to speak to the elder Trudeau, actually out here in the environment of UBC in 1993. Thank you, J.B. Shane, for reminding me that. So right now, I guess in honor of the Trudeau family, going to play my interview with Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Trudeau Sr. So from 1993, here's my conversation with Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Trudeau. I was wondering, I'm a big fan of Margaret Trudeau being, you know, she being a native British Columbian and all. And I checked through your memoirs, memoirs. First thing, you know, I went straight to the index, checked for, you know, Trudeau, Margaret. And every page I turned to seemed to be sort of like a photo of Margaret and not too much in-depth examination. I was curious, because I heard an interview once, on a college radio station, that Margaret said you had actually banned rock and roll music from 24 Sussex. And the only way for her to listen to it was like to sit outside on the porch listening with like headphones. <laughs> well, the porch was part of 24 Sussex too. <laughs> I, I wasn't all keen at listening to any music at all, not even great. She said, you know, she had to be outside on with headphones on as a huge extension cord extended back to 24 Sussex, and then she was allowed to listen to her rock and roll. And I was wondering about verification enough, because in your memoirs, every time I looked for that, it just had pictures of her. Well, that probably slipped my mind. <laughs> Uh, mind you, I was uh, 24 Sussex, uh, uh, never during the day except for a quick lunch. So she had all afternoon and all morning. <laughs> but when you got home, no, did you allow it? Did you allow, the, allow those rock and roll tunes, Pierre Elliott Trudeau? Uh, I, I'm not sure it was rock and roll or whether it was Beatle music, but there was certainly a lot of music being played when I was around, except... I wouldn't want it to be in, the, in my study. Aha! <laughs> Don't you believe in freedom of having your own space in your own house? Aha! Thank you. So I guess she was right then. Oh, she was always right. And how old is she? How old is she today? How do you figure it out? <laughs> 
ride ahead and blow their mind. Do 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 do. Pourquoi le premier ministre ne ferait pas Go, 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 car maintenant c'est le plus haut Un ministre aux cheveux blancs Tout était l'emblème de notre génération Marie-Anne s'en va au moulin Marie-Anne s'en va au moulin Charles Trouton prend l'autre chemin Go, 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 car maintenant c'est le plus haut Un ministre aux cheveux blancs Tout était l'emblème de notre génération Ah si mon moi ne voulait danser, ah si mon moi ne voulait danser, des ministres puis je lui donnerai, go 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 car maintenant t'es le plus haut, un ministre aux cheveux longs, tout est une blague de dimirier. Nous irons au bois ma mignonnette, nous irons au bois du roi avec une fleur entre les dents des premiers ministres marchant devant. Go, 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 car maintenant t'es le plus haut Un ministre en cheveux de l'eau Tout était l'emblème de notre génération Ce n'est que nos revoirs Les frères, ce n'est que nos revoirs On fait la paix, on fait la gloire C'est un des noms, c'est au pouvoir Go, 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 car maintenant t'es le plus haut Un ministre en cheveux de l'eau Tout était l'emblème de notre génération And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. That was The Sinners, They Sinners with Go, Go, Trudeau. And before that, an interview with Pierre Elliott Trudeau from 1993. And before that, an interview with Justin Trudeau, his son from 2015, just this week on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. That particular record I got in Montreal at a record store, at a collector's record store. And speaking of collecting records, this this Sunday, don't forget, at 11 a.m. at the Croatian Cultural Center, it's the Vancouver Record Swap at 11 a.m. So head on down to the Croatian Cultural Center this Sunday at 11 a.m. There's going to be tons of tables filled with rare records and not-so-rare records that you can get. And also lots of little tidbits related to rock and roll, like mags, etc. So this Sunday, 11 a.m. at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's the annual Record Swap. Right now, I mentioned before Black Potato by the Rabble. Here is the Rabble with Black Potato. And in an interview with NDP leader, rest in peace, Jack Layton.
Who are you? Uh, well, my name is Jack Layton. I'm leader of the New Democratic Party, and I'm a member of Parliament for Toronto Danforth. Is that what you mean? And running for Prime Minister. Indeed. Jack Layton, politics is hard, but so is teaching school. You were a school teacher, weren't you? What sort of insults did the kids throw at you? Because every teacher gets teased. <laughs> they must have done it behind my back. And uh, this was at uh, in the university and college system. So, uh, no, they were pretty kind to me, I have to say. There weren't any about your hair? Come on, kids are pretty ruthless. There must have been something. <laughs> yeah, and of what course... was one that really got to you? Well, I had hair back then. Baboom! <laughs> so they couldn't tease you about that. Was there anything else, Mr. Layton? I can't really recall anything. No, I had a pretty good relationship with the students. Like I say, uh, they might have they might have uh, had things to say behind my back, but they were always very gentle. Students are quite cruel, but the same thing with the public. And people always notice things. You know, like in rock and roll, there's like this, you know, the Satan rock and roll sort of sign? Yeah. People have noticed that you have been doing this, Jack Layton, the pyramid. What is the pyramid? Is there a message behind that? I, I guess that's interesting, eh? Because we have these sort of involuntary movements. Bringing people together, maybe? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I was just wondering if you might want to patent it. You know, apparently Gene Simmons of Kiss invented this. Did Jack Layton invent the pyramid? <laughs> I don't know. I just want everybody to uh, come into our party. Uh, it's an open door. Jack Layton, in the 1950s and 60s, you grew up near Montreal. Yes. Did you experience any rock and roll, say, with any of the French Quebecois groups that I love? If you could just hold us for a second. These are some of my favorite groups. Do you remember any of these, like Les Classels, or Les Excentriques, or... Les Sinners and their song Go Go Trudeau. Go, 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 Trudeau. Yeah, this one, uh, this one uh, has a vague recollection. I don't think that we, I could probably not hum that one for you. I was, uh, you know, more of a, a lighthouse and uh, crowbar and the rabble. The Rabble. The Rabble, that's a garage punk band. It was a, well, it was a fabulous band of classical musicians who played mean rock and roll back in uh, about 1965, 66. And MG and the MG Escorts. MG and the Escorts. And JB and the Playboys. Well, MG and the Escorts, of course, Billy Bryans went on to become the drummer for the Parachute Club in Toronto. He was their lead guy. This is incredible, Jacqueline, all this garage 60s punk knowledge. I never <laughs> knew you had that in you. Yeah, well, you, we all have our little uh, our little backgrounds. Now, Jack Layton, you mentioned a band Crowbar, the Canadian classic band Crowbar, famous for the song, Oh, what a feeling, oh, hang on, what a... Hang on, hang on, hang on. You mean oh. this one here? Oh, what a feeling. Join me on this. There's, a long, a, there's a long pause, and then it's, what, what a, a rush. <laughs> yes, Jack Lee. Now, what I was wondering, according to this book right here, if you could open to page uh, 234, it's called Before the Gold Rush by Nicholas Jennings. There's an interesting story in here, and it says, Crowbar gave Prime Minister Trudeau an envelope with five primo joints of homegrown. Telling him, here's a little Canadian treat for you and Marg to enjoy. Is that a fact? You know, and I, I don't have this book in my collection, and I didn't know that factoid. So what would happen if Crowbar gave you some primo joints of Canadian homegrown Jack Layton? What would you do? Well, they've, you know something? Uh, the band is no longer functioning to the best of my knowledge, so I'll have to call it a hypothetical question. Baboom, a great answer. Uh, look, I'm just trying to respond. But to if there was, questions. if there was a functioning band, which band would you like to get homegrown from? Hey, well, actually, Nick Jennings 
was one of those students you were asking me about before. He was a student in my class at Ryerson. I guess I better get a copy of his book. But Jack Layton, please, back to the question. If there was a band functioning today that gave you some homegrown, which band would you like to get some homegrown from? You see, every question that starts with an if is a question that I'm not going to answer because it's hypothetical. But you must have a favorite band. You do love Crowbar. Uh, yes, and I've got hundreds of favorite bands. Jack Layton, Paul Hellyer was a Minister of Defense. Yes, he was. At one time. Now, what I was curious about, he loves UFOs. What's the official stance of the NDP on UFOs? We're going to have to debate it at our next convention. It really hasn't come up. Are the UFOs on board the NDP bandwagon? How are you going to win over the UFO vote? I don't know if there is a UFO vote. Jack Layton, how important is kissing? Extremely important. How come it isn't in, in any of your ads? I notice there's quite a bit of kissing in the Bloc Québécois ad. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good thought. I'll have to go back to our ad team and see about kissing. Uh, certainly, Olivia and I get photographed kissing from time to time, and we don't mind. Jack Layton, do you keep your promises? Yes. I ask you this because the last time you were in Vancouver, I don't know if you remember this, but I asked you if you would do the hip flip with me. I have the hip flip right here. And I guess I was just wondering if you would want to just do this. this. Uh, now, I don't have a real good recollection of that question from last time. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm we, doubtful. But... We do have it on tape. Okay, and you said, well... when I come back to Vancouver, I'll do the hip flip with you. I'll tell you what. You could... oh, Next time I come here, I will have practiced if and perhaps we'll be able to pull it up. Really? I was wondering if you would partake in a hip flip because Paul Martin did the hip flip. <laughs> Stephen Harper wouldn't let me do the hip flip. Mr. Harper, Mr. Harper, would it be okay for you to do the hip flip? Can we ask you once quick the hip flip? Please, Mr. Harper, you guys don't have to carry me. I, you, should, would you like me to walk? Jills Duceppe said, no way, but will you now honor your promise by doing the hip flip with me? We have it right here for us to come together and do the actual hip flip here. Exactly. This is... This, this is the hip flip right here. Will you do... Now, hang on. Do you want us to be... Uh, I see here there's the categories. <laughs> there's the swingers and then the super swingers. I would say super swingers, would probably. Because whatever one would actually fit the rabble they, they or They're going sideways. They're going... Uh, I, the face-to-face. Wow. -face. I would say the face-to-face. -face. Is that what you prefer? Yeah, because we got to be one-on-one -on -one here for I this. See. But it would be really great if you could honor this promise there, this campaign promise. It, it would be wow, a first pleasure. campaign promise being honored. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so now, I guess do we I'll, hang on here? Um, you can if you want, and then just, you just to get things started. And then you just try, yeah. And then you just try, whoa! Oh my God! What happened to you? You got it in the first bash. We took a whole bunch with Prime Minister Paul Martin. Well, thank you so much, Jack Layton, for doing the hip flip. We really appreciate that. Well, it gives you a little bit of exercise on a daily basis. I'll have to try it with Olivia. It would be more fun with her than you. No offense. Ah, I'm sorry. About but you that. totally killed it. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Layton, why should people care about the NDP? Why should people care? Well, because we get results for people. People riding transit got help from the NDP. People needing affordable housing. People who want uh, help with their school costs. We deliver. And so far in election 2006, the NDP are the only band, the only person to win the hip flip poll. There you go. Well, thank you very much. Well, thanks so much, Jack Layton. Thanks for speaking to me, Nardwar, the human serviette. Keep on rocking in the free world and do da, da, do da, 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 do Bop, bop.
The Rabble from 1967 with Can I Squeeze Your Boil, one of Jack Layton's, rest in peace, favorite bands. Amazing! Jack Layton loves The Rabble. And before that, an interview with NDP leader Jack Layton. Right now, we enter the all-ice section of the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. Interviews with Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, and ice tea. Here, right now, is an interview with Ice Cube. Who are you? <laughs> ice Cube. Ice Cube, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks, man. I'm really excited because you're shooting this movie, Are We There Yet?, in Vancouver, and Vancouver is playing Vancouver. Is that true, Ice Cube? Yeah, Vancouver is playing itself. Which is totally amazing because it never happens that way. Yeah, most people come here and shoot... Uh, Every other city but Vancouver, but a lot of movies are shot right here, and uh, we say, yo, we we there, why the hell we won't use Vancouver, you know, so. Thank you very much for acknowledging that, Ice Cube, and I wanted to ask you a bit more about the movie, Are We There Yet? I understand that you're fighting a deer in the movie, that sounds exciting, Ice Cube versus a deer. (laughs) Yeah, and I kicked that deer ass, too, don't worry about nothing, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a kid's comedy, family movie. Uh, and it's a trip to see me with a couple of kids. You know, I think that's funny in itself. And Nia Long is also in the movie, and she was also with you with Boys in the Hood, too, right? Yeah, Nia Long, you know, we've been following each other's career for the longest. You know, she's been down since Boys in the Hood. She was in Friday with me, and, you know, now we've come full circle. And uh, Jay Moore is in it, you know, comedian, real funny dude. So we got a good movie. Ice Cube, I'd like to thank you again for setting your movie in Vancouver, B.C., Canada. I don't know if you're familiar of who lives in Vancouver, but Tommy Chong used to live in Vancouver. Did you know that, Ice Cube? Oh, you know, uh, it seems like it, you know, with all the budge I got going on around here, you know. Tommy Chong coming from, from uh, B.C., you know, that, that, that seems about right. Tommy Chong used to live in Vancouver. Now, unfortunately, he's in jail. But on behalf of the people from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, I want to give you a present, Ice Cube, for actually setting your movie, Are We There Yet?, in Vancouver. And this is a present from Tommy Chong and the people of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is a Cheech and Chong incense burner for you, Ice Cube. I'm loving this. You know, this is one of my favorite gifts, man. I'm feeling this, man. A Cheech and Chong incense burner, just to let the kids know, an incense burner. Yeah, you know, we'll, 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 we'll keep incense burning in here. No problem. But I like this, man. I dig this. I was a big fan of these movies, you know. We kind of loosely based our Friday movies on these Cheech and Chong movies. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're like the next descendant of the Chongster, aren't you there, Ice Cube? Hey, you know, every, everybody got to have a godfather. So I guess Tommy Chong and, and Cheech, you know, those are godfathers, me and Smokey, and me and uh, Day Day. Ice Cube, the first time I heard NWA, I was scared. Good. (laughs) It really scared me. You look scared now. Well, you're Nice Cube, so I'm not that scared. (laughs) You're the Nice Cube. But thinking back, you guys weren't the first to do the gangster thing, were you? Well, I guess the full-on West Coast thing. But Schooly D, he did a bit of the gangsterisms too, didn't he, from Philly. Does Schooly D get any props at all, Ice Cube? Yeah, Schooly D get much props. You know, Schooly D, uh, he was definitely one of the originators of gangster rap. You got to say that. Also, you got to say KRS-One, you know, Boogie Down Productions. They was doing some hardcore records back then. So, you know, it's a few people that uh, came before N.W.A., but 
no people came like NWA, you know what I mean? So, you know, NWA got to be the world's most dangerous group. Yes, I am still scared. Good. But I was wondering there, Ice Cube, Schooly D could break dance. What's your dancing ability like there, Ice Cube? I have none. You've never tried any? Nope. I'm like Sir Noise, devoid of funk. I will never dance. Ice Cube, one other group that I've been interested in is the rock and roll group Cameo. Some people give them a bad rap, but what is the coolness about the Cameo? Because I think they're pretty amazing, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Cameo's off the hook. I mean, on this record, Be Yourself was dope, Flirt was dope, Alligator Woman was off the hook. So, I mean, this album only has eight songs, man. I don't think you can get away with that nowadays. But cameos sometimes get a bad rap, don't they? Like, I mean, they don't always get the respect they deserve. I think nowadays, I think the outcasts are even having, like, Cameo's bass player on some of their recordings. I don't know if Cameo's getting a bad rap. I mean, who got time to diss Cameo? Certainly not me, speaking here to Ice Cube on the set of the movie, Are We? Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet? And I was wondering, Ice Cube, your good homie friend, Snoop Dogg. I interviewed him a little while back, and I showed him this record by Flip Wilson. Yeah. And Flip Wilson is wearing a dress here. And I said to Snoop, would you ever wear a dress? And Snoop said, hell no. Hell no. Now, why is that? Why would Snoop not want to wear a dress? And would you ever wear a dress there, Ice Cube, like Flip Wilson? Hell no. And I don't know why he wouldn't want to wear a dress, but uh, I ain't into it. I'll leave it up to Flip. Ice Cube, on your brand new LP with the West Side Connection, you guys have a song called Pimp the System. Yeah. And on it, you sample the Archbishop Don Magic Wan. Yes. Now, who is that guy, the Archbishop Don Magic Wan? He pops up everywhere. He's around Snoop. What's the history of the Archbishop? Oh, he's just one of the OG players, you know, that's been doing it for a long time. Give us a lot of love in Chicago when we come through. So we got to give it up to him. I, I put him in a mood. Open up. He's all right, dude, with us. And winding right, up. Take your records back. Oh, thank you very much, Ice Cube. I like this. Yes, that's for you. That's for you to keep here. A gift from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Can you smoke this? Uh, incense only there, Ice Cube. And Ice Cube, I was wondering about your first group here. The CIA. This is your first group. Yeah, this is my first group. And this was before NWA. What was the CIA like? And what happened to the rest of the guys? All oh, these criminals in action. That's what CIA stood for. And, uh, you know, you got Sir Jinx. He, he went on to produce for me on a couple of records. And then you got my man uh, KD. You know, I put a record out on him in like uh, 80, I mean 97. So, you know, everybody's still around, man. Where'd you find this, dude? Just in a record store called Beat Street in Vancouver. They've reissued that. That's a reissue. It's a bootleg. Produced by Dr. Dre. Produced by Dr. Dre. And I was wondering that, Ice Cube, what is it like back then? What was it like back then with the CIA scene? What was it like, like the pre-NWA? Because I've seen pictures of Ice-T, and he's looking pretty crazy dressed up electronica. What did you look like back then in the CIA era? Trust me, I didn't look like none of them dudes, you know. I still dress like myself. See, we was broke, so we couldn't afford nothing but khakis and T-shirts. So we just dressed like ourselves back then. And, uh, you know, it was cool. You know, we were struggling. We was all trying to get get on. You know, uh, this is not my favorite record, but, you know, we was on wax. We was happy. Ice-T was into that sort of electronica thing, wasn't he? Like, he was wearing some crazy outfits, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think he was into the breakdance and stuff, you know. And when you, when you, back then in the... 80s, you know what I mean? Breakdancing, you had on the spikes and, you know, 
Nothing like what you got on, but but similar. Ice T was down with it. I don't know about all that, but I know a dude. He wore spikes. Yeah. Ice Cube, lastly here, I want to ask you a bit of a controversial question about The Source magazine. Lately, they've been going on and on about, is Eminem a racist? What do you think about that whole Source versus Eminem situation that's going out there? I don't care. Who cares? Because Eminem apparently recorded something that was racist on some tape that was around for 10 years. What is your feelings about digging up tapes from the past and putting them out in the mainstream? Who cares? Really? I mean, to be honest, who cares? If he's a racist or not, who cares? Well, thanks so much, Ice Cube. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? I love this, man. Thanks. Appreciate this much music. Well, th- or, or did you give me this? That's from the people of Vancouver. Me, Nardward, a human serviette, the people of Vancouver for you, Ice Cube. Because you actually shot your movie in Vancouver and actually based your movie in Vancouver, which is very, very rare. Yeah, this is the bomb, man. I'll let you smoke it with me later. Incense again. This is for the kids again. This is a kids movie. Are we there yet? An incense burner. And actually, lastly, the ice cube. Do you still buy in bulk? Yeah, man. I buy a lot in bulk. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. Keep on rocking the free world ice cube and do 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 do. This dude crazy. West side for life all day, every day. It don't stop till the panties drop. You know? That will work. You know. It's almost like do do. Are we there yet? I think we are. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. hearing CIA right now. We just heard an interview with Ice Cube on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. All ice today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. We heard some Ice Cube. Coming up, we are going to have some iced tea and vanilla ice. And you were hearing right there a little bit of the instrumental version of the CIA, which is Ice Cube's very early, early group produced by Dr. Dre, music for the deaf and dumb. That was illegal, the instrumental cut 
of the CIA record. And we're going to right now hear a little bit of Illegal V Vocal. Treated like a star, as you can see, but just rhyming for the cash money. Keep the crowd rocking for about 3G. New best believe that's COD. Suckers like you don't make no dick, cause it's all about making those dollars and cents. Girls on my jack winner off the stage. Reporters trying to clock, put me on the front page. CIA in back of me, and cash money is all specialty. Boys in the hood keep trying to dig. Old girlfriends think the head is big. Promoters at the show trying to run that bull, but I've got pull, get paid in full. Go in direct, cause you know it's mine. Green Naskies with the FU sign. Rapping on time on the US Mint. Love spinning green dead president. Give me like just want respect. Show me a check. I'll break your neck. Hardcore LA, not like the past. I rap just for the cash. Money! Homeboy, rock the mic like no one else. KD, introduce yourself. Get busy, boy. KD in the house. Dre rocks the beat. Jake still ill from my posse. Ice Cube rocks the rhymes to close the show. Me breaking freaks, making dough. I'm a skeezer, breezer, they're on attack. You turn the wax up to the max. Girls in the place to get me laid. Lonzo's the ace, make sure I'm paid. CIA, not with the the. Get more attention from the media. West LA is where I'm from. Not a bum, I get income. Get some green by the Levi Blues. Don't wear sneakers, they're tennis of shoes. Punch around the way, think I'm most ill. Cause I love to chill with that dollar bill. Where I go, I make that dough. Go south of the border, get those pesos. In LA, not like the past. I rap just for the cash. Money! Money, money. In the microphone. Posse three. Oh yeah, I hold my own. Posse three. Check it out, cause here I go. Posse three. Cold making that dope. You know. Hip hop rhymes for the cash money. Sometimes the DJ, sometimes the MC. Third to the cut, but that's alright. Getting paid every day, getting laid at night. More money made, the more money spent. Making more money than the US Mint. Kick up the bass if you hip to get playing. And to get rich if you know what I'm C-I-A, featuring Ice Cube right there. And before that, an interview with Ice Cube. All ice today on Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. So logic would dictate, here's vanilla ice and then ice tea. Who are you? Sometimes people call me Hasselhoff. No, I'm kidding. My name is Rob. It's my real name. You are Vanilla Ice. A.K.A. Vanilla Ice, yeah. Now, Vanilla Ice, Rob, if I asked you a few years ago, seeing 89, who you are, you'd say, I'm rolling like a Sherman tank. Can you do that for me now, please? No. Who are you? I'm not rolling like a Sherman tank. I'm rolling like in my 5.0, yo. A1A, Beachfront Avenue, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) My town that created all the bass sound. And now here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on tour. But let's talk about your band right off the bat, your drummer. He's amazing, those tattoos. Who's in the band there, Mr. Ice? Yeah, that's Chris, man. I, I got him from another band uh, that was kind of collapsing uh, in Dallas, and uh, he lives in L.A. now. He's full-on rock star. Uh, he's got 
Beavis and Butthead, all the tattoo magazines he's on the cover of. He's got Beavis and Butthead with severed heads looking at himself with pimples all over him. So it's insane. The guy's crazily tattooed. But uh, he's, he's an awesome drummer, man. Uh, aside from all that, he's super talented. He's just he's insane. He's a great friend, too. And you also got Maestro opening for you, the legendary Maestro Fresh West Vanilla Ice. What's up with that? That's amazing. You know, I didn't know what to expect from him either, you know. I mean, uh, and uh, it's just been amazing, exactly like you said. And uh, he's just been getting much love out here. Canada loves him, and uh, we love him, too, man. He's been a great guy. He's a super cool friend. Are you friends with any other Canadian ice people? Like, do you know of Snow at All Vanilla Ice? Like, you know, ice, vanilla ice, snow, cold? No, I like snow, man. Snow is dope. Uh, you know, there's a, let me see, Alanis Morissette I used to, I had, you know, she used to open up for me back in the day. That's funny. Uh, Alanis opened for you? Yeah, and Maestro back in the day, yep. Way back, like 90, early 90s. So Vanilla Ice is tonight at the Royal. Is this going to be yes, worth? Uh, I was doing some stuff with Avril Lavigne lately. I did uh, her and Buster Rhymes up in, uh, in in Buffalo, New York. Man, you really are paving the way there, Vanilla Ice. No, I'm not trying to pave the way, man. I'm trying to just live a rock star jackass lifestyle, bro. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, are you back to rap? Are you back to rap? Is it going to be rap tonight or is it the metal thing? What's going to go on tonight there, Vanilla Ice? Uh, we mix it up, man. I mean, we're going to bring it back to the old school, you know, which is why I did my new CD the way I did with uh, the double CD, one being hip-hop and one being rock, you know, but uh, we, we're going to introduce all the new stuff as well, but we're going to take you back to the old school. We have fun with it. Vanilla Ice, with the album 2D Extreme, did you coin the phrase extreme? Like, are you responsible for the extreme sports there, Vanilla Ice? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, man. I think you're stretching it a little bit. No, I just... But, I mean, give yourself some credit. Like, extreme. After you did to the extreme, all this extreme stuff was labeled. Yeah, you're right. That's true. It's kind of funny. A little coincidence there. But, uh, no, nah, man, uh, I'm just an extremist in everything I do. I hang glide. I parachute. You know, I do motocross. I do the freestyle stuff and uh, fully condone the jackass lifestyle. I'll get in boxing and celebrity boxing. I'll go in, jump in the ring with ICP recently and s smashed a stop sign over a dude's forehead and stapled uh, a dollar to his, uh, his, his cheek and his forehead blood coming out so I mean I, I get into some pretty crazy crazy things anything for the money but you don't need the money do you no it's not for the money man it's for the excitement of it we only live once you know so I'm out here for the passion of uh, just you know being a jackass and having a good time doing it Vanilla Ice did you pave the way for Snoop Doggy Dog and Death Row Records if it wasn't for Vanilla Ice would there be Snoop Doggy Dog or Death Row Records man come on you're stretching it dude no 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 I mean you, you did know. pave the way though didn't you indirectly there would be no Snoopy Doggy Dog if there wasn't Vanilla Ice Right? You know, you said the word indirectly. You know, everybody knows about the Suge Knight, uh, you know, incident. And, uh, yes, in a way, I contributed to the Chronic Records, Snoop Dogg, and Tupac. I funded, basically, initially, the beginning of that whole death row project uh, indirectly. <laughs> but I look Willingly? At, well, no, not willingly. But you know what? It was all good because I look at it in a positive way. I got way more money than I ever expected today. And, you know, basically, uh, uh, I look at it as like it was an investment in some of the best hip-hop ever to live and ever ever come out. So... I'm happy for it, you know? I'm happy. Vanilla Ice, go Ninja, go Ninja. Is it true? You've returned to the Ninja song. Yeah, man. We're going to do a hardcore remake of that song real real soon. Uh, it was really crazy because we've been playing Canada, man, and I don't even know the words to that song anymore. Just the hook, you know? Come on, go Ninja, go yeah, Ninja. No, I know that part, but I'm just saying, I'm saying, you know, uh, we, we play in Canada every show, and the kids are just yelling, Ninja, Ninja, rap, you know? And I'm like, no way, go Ninja. So anyway, make a long story short, I'm doing a hardcore version of that. Check the website, VanillaIce.com. It's going to be 
be uh, you can download it for free on there. So check it out. Vanilla Ice, the hip hop witch. You made some good connections from that movie, didn't you? The hip hop witch, Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wu Tang Clan's on the new record. Um, that's why we, you know, we, we it was really versatile. This record, you know, we we worked with Slipknot, uh, which is the heavy, hardcore, crazy side. Uh, we got Soulfly on there, and then on the hip hop side, we got Public Enemy, Insane Clown Posse, and the Wu Tang Clan. So it was a big collaboration. It was a nice musical adventure for me. Your movie, Cool as. Cool as Ice. Cool as Ice. Is it true that Lisa Marie Presley was going to be in Cool as Ice but turned you down, Vanilla Ice? How dare she? Uh, how dare she? No, it's the first I ever heard of that, but it sounds cool. <laughs> Makes good ratings. <laughs> Drop that. Zero and get with the hero. Eee, boy, with Vanilla Ice. You love the fighting, don't you there, Vanilla Ice? I love everything, man. There's no shame in my game, man. Like I said, I condone the jackass lifestyle, so fighting and everything. I mean, But in the Cool as Ice movie, there's a lot of ninja kind of fighting action, wasn't there? Yeah, man, there was some stuff like that going on. You know, it's, it's exciting. So it was natural that you do the celebrity boxing. Yeah, I told you. That's what I was telling you a minute ago. I'll get on TV. I'll do it anything. There's no shame in my game. I just let them hang. Now, what's the, now, what's the deal with that with Todd Bridges? Before he even entered the ring, they were saying, like, he's winning. Were they out to get you there, Vanilla Ice? Uh, well, it was staged. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, we had, like, in the corner, you know, how it looks on TV. It's like six, you know, we had, like, ten minutes between the rounds. And, and, and they edited it on TV, you know. It was like, it was all staged, man. We had fun with it. It's just an exhibition. That announcer was really mean. It's like, oh, Vanilla Ice gonna pull out his purse and hit him with his purse. No, man, that's the way boxing is. If you ever watch a boxing match, there's always like George Foreman or Sugar Ray Leonard sitting on the sidelines, you know, saying some good things about other people. Keep your chin up. What was with that chin up? Did they tell you to keep your chin up? Keep his chin up. What it is is it's entertainment, brother. Sit back and enjoy it. Was there anybody you could choose to fight? Like, could you choose to fight Eminem? I, I wish I could. I've been trying to. I, w I wanted to fight him. I mean, that would be huge ratings, wouldn't it? It'd be awesome. I just do it for the hell of it because I'm crazy like that. How did you end up with Todd Bridges? Um, he was like the only person I could get, but um, that had any boxing experience. Everybody else, all the other celebrities are big, you know, pussies. They didn't want to get out there. So, uh, you know, I show them, hey, ain't no shame in my game. I'll get out there and swing it with anybody. I just have fun, man. I don't care. Win or lose, whatever. You win some, you lose some, you know? I'm actually busted up today, man. Me and my drummer had it out last night on stage. He hit me with the drumstick. I'm sitting there playing it. It was accident, you know? He just kind of went wham, and I was standing there. He hit me with the drumstick. Blood was coming out. It hit the first song, too. Blood coming out all over my face, and I'm sitting there just spitting it out. Looked like Danzig or something on stage, but it was insane, man. So Vanilla, Vanilla Ice, who is Mini Me? Mini Me? Who is Mini Me, Vanilla Ice? Let's see, M and M, M M, Mini Me, M and M. Well, yo, you know what it is? I, I, it's like this. It's been a long time since you've seen me on the TV. V Ice is here for Sheezy, taking what's mine, cause it's my time to hit y'all with a new style of rhyme. Yeah, this is hip rock. It can't be stopped. I bomb the system straight to the top. Millions of dollars. I've been spending them. I love rap. I paved the way for Eminem. Needless to say, I rap back today. Y'all forgot about me like y'all forgot about Dre. But I'm still here with no fear. I say what I want and I make sure it's clear. Yeah, Vanilla Ice, take that Eminem. Take that Eminem. Now, I was curious, Eminem had Dr. Dre, you had Public Enemy. What happened with the Public Enemy Association? Like, you only recently got Public Enemy back on board. No, not, not back on board. What do you mean? I did the Stop the Violence tour with him forever ago, and, um... Well, you know what I mean? Eminem had Dre to guide him. Too bad you couldn't have had more of the Public Enemy, right? Uh, for what? What do I need? What do I need more for, man? I got everything I need right now. I'm, I'm not making radio-friendly, commercial, mainstream 
bullshit. I'm making real music, and uh, there's no edits. And yeah, but I mean, comparing yourself to Eminem, like Eminem gets a cool movie, and you get the Turtles. Like yeah, but... you've talked about that before, haven't you, Vanilla Ice? Hey, I think the Turtles are cooler than Eminem's Eight Mile. Go Ninja! Go Ninja! Exactly. You know how many people are probably singing that with you right now in there? Every person I just played, every place in this whole country, man. I'm telling you, we just—it's been Ninja rap everywhere. It's been great. Have you heard that Vanilla Ice versus Eminem thing that's on the internet where they mix yeah. the two together? Sure. It's like it sounds song. awesome. Yeah. It's like Eminem's beats sound amazing with you. Yes, because I because I flow over that stuff. You know, it's fun. What's the deal on third base? Did they really call you the Antichrist, Vanilla Ice? Oh man, I've been called way worse than that. I love it all, man. You know, I, I set out here and I, I burn a path. I'm I'm full on jackass rock star, and everywhere I go, I, I burn a path. You know, and it, it irritates some people, and then some people are entertained by it. I'm catering to those that are entertained by it. The ones that it irritates, I don't really care. It's kind of fun actually that you know I can come through and stir up so much of a ruckus. <laughs> Did third base really um get a hit on them ordered by you? Did you order a hit on third base at all there? Ah, man, that's the joke, dude. It's all entertainment, man. There is no, uh, I've never even met him, to be honest with you, so there's no beef. Do you have a tougher time, do you think, Vanilla Ice, because you didn't lose your money? Like, MC Hammer lost his money, but you didn't, so people don't think it's funny. I mean, you survived, you won, but then people don't think that's funny. I don't think there's a winning to it uh, about uh, holding on to your money or not because in 94 I tried to commit suicide with $20 million in the bank and I couldn't even buy myself a friend, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I know some people are out there going, I'll be your friend, give me a million. No, but for real, I mean, I live in Miami, so it's a lot of plastic and, you know, people just, you know, hanging out with silicone and it's pretty crazy out there. So you don't know who your real friends are. And that's why I got back into motocross. I found my real friends. And you know. Ice, was it real estate that kept you going through the money thing? Are you a big Tom Vu type guy? What's the deal? What's the secret? Is real estate keeping you going? Hey, real estate works for me. It might not work for everybody, but uh, it's it's. I've never played the stock market. It's done uh, you know great things for me uh, over the years. You know, it was kind of an accident that I fell into it, but I learned real simple. You know, I mean, it was simple as a pimple. You, you know, every house that I bought, uh, it made money when I sold it. So uh, I just learned that you know, let me just buy a bunch of houses and sell them. I mean, it was that simple. And it sounds like there's a lot more to it, you know, but uh, you don't need to buy the tapes and the infomercials on TV and all that stuff to learn how to buy and sell houses. You just do it, you know, and that's how you make. Your money and the stock market is a gamble. Vanilla Ice, do you still have the top selling rap album of all time? Is that still to the extreme? Is that still you, Vanilla Ice? Do you still hold that honor? I don't know. I really don't check the stats every day, but I, I probably assume, you know, I mean, it's been there for a long time and it'll probably stand there for a long time, but, uh, you know, it's just uh, one of those things that uh, I'm proud of and it's amazing and, it, and I didn't expect it and it, what an impact, you know? Like, no, congrats. I mean, I want to give you some prop. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I never expected it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm grateful for that, for sure. Now, you're in Madonna's sex book, and you claim that you were in there unknowingly. How did you unknowingly end up in a sex book uh, there? Don't change it around. I mean, not unknowingly. Well, actually, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, no, I, I went over, I was going out with her, okay? A lot of people know that. I, I was going out with her at the time, and uh, it, it was really crazy. I just went over there, and, the, you know, I'm always used to people taking pictures and everything, and um, she starts taking her clothes off, which she does even with pictures or not, you know? So she starts taking her clothes off, and they start taking pictures pictures and everything. I'm not thinking any big deal. I didn't think anything was going to come from these pictures or anything. And then, you know, about eight months down the line, I see this hard copy metal jacket sex book she releases. And, uh, you know, just to see me and how everything was portrayed in the whole book and everything, it just kind of threw me into her slutty package. And I wasn't really happy to be a part of it. All my friends are like, yeah, dude, you know, 
know, but I'm like, you know, I don't know. I was kind of mixed emotions for it, you know, because I, I, I kind of felt for her at that time. And, and to see it, like, portrayed just full-on sex fiend freak, you know, it was, it was pretty shocking because I knew it wasn't her. Well, how do you feel right now? Because Madonna said it was a mistake to pose with Vanilla Ice. That's kind of mean. Nah, she says it's a mistake because I keep talking shit about her because I, I told her that that was the biggest regret I have out of, out of most of the stuff I've done was being in her book, you know. Uh, we didn't depart too happily, just, you know, so I don't know if there's going to be any kind words there, but um, I still got love for her. There's not any, you know, anything going on today. All the bitterness or whatever is fine today. We're, we're happy today or whatever, but, you know, back in the day, we went our different ways, you know. And there are many people that are happy to work with you, Vanilla Ice. Iron Maiden, what's the 7 times 70 thing? You're working with Iron Maiden? Isn't that hardcore, man? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah they're, they're my heroes, man, and it's just an honor, you know. Uh, just working with Soulfly and Slipknot and all these multi-platinum, multi-talented bands and groups and stuff is just such an honor for me, you know, for them to respect me uh, as a musician as well and, and to honor me by being on my record with me. And uh, I couldn't be more happy, you know. Have you ever started working with any indie rappers at all? Have you ever heard of Peaches at all? No. She's like an indie rapper from Canada. Have you ever started doing any indie rap stuff, you know, like the hard beats, you know, with the indie rappers? Yeah, you never know, man. You never know where it's going to take you. I love all genres of music, and, uh, you know, there is no uh, boundaries as far as I'm concerned. There's no rules. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, you had some wicked hair. Yeah? You had some dope hair, but so did Kid Rock. Everybody had that style back then, didn't they? Yeah, that, that uh, the pompadour. Remember that? The straight up. It's like your grandma pulling out pictures of you like you, that you're ashamed of or, or embarrassed of. But I can look back at it and I can laugh now. I can laugh at myself or whatever. But at the time, man, I had to live it out, you know? I mean, actually, from the success, I hibernated, man, for a long time because, you know, I was only 16 when I wrote Ice Ice Baby. So I was ordering pizza in my house. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go shopping. Couldn't do anything. And all of a sudden, you know, I just said, you know, fuck it. I'm going to face my adversity. Sorry, you got to edit that. <laughs> Whose idea was it to have the hair? Whose idea was to shave the eyebrows? Because the eyebrow shave thing was cool. <laughs> I shaved my eyebrows. I did the stuff in the hair and stuff. It was all for fun. You know, it was just a joke. But, um, you know, it was amazing the impact it had. It's just super amazing. And for to carry over today and for to people to respect and embrace what I'm doing today just means the world to me. I'm just so blessed. It's great. What's the deal between you and puppets, Vanilla Ice? Are you really afraid of puppets? What's the deal? I love puppets. Well, man, I got a few hang-ups, you know, in life. I'm a little weird on certain uh, things. I'm attention deficit disorder, and, you know, puppets to me scare the hell out of me. I'm really scared of puppets and midgets, man. <laughs> no no, no problem. I mean, it's really, I just, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, black cat crossing your path. If you're super assisted, you know, you're going to be like, you're going to be like, whoa, get this black cat. You're going to try to stay in front of it. You're not going to walk under a ladder. Well, to me, puppets are evil. They scare the hell out of me, man. And I don't know why. Maybe it was Chucky growing up on the movie, you know. I don't know. But uh, they scare me. Vanilla Ice, you've played so many amazing places. I was noticing, looking at your tour thing, and you're playing, like, the keg, and you're also playing, like, frat houses. What's, yeah. like, the difference between playing a keg and a frat house? What's it all like? The keg, frat house. It's cool, man. We we had all the towns, man. The big ones, we had Calgary, and then we come back to, like, Regina and Saskatoon, and even, like, uh, last night, Chilliwack, man. We hit them, you know. It doesn't matter. That's a good rap name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Can you freestyle on Chilliwack for a second here? Chili whack, chili mac, that's what it's all about. Give me the attack like 420, baby. That's what I'm all about. Sitting right here, giving the screaming shout. Gonna turn it out. Uh. 
Uh, yeah! <laughs> so the tour across Canada is going well then. Would you come back in the middle of the winter? Um, I'll come back anytime to Canada, man. I got much love for Canada for sure. What was it like opening for NWA there, Vanilla Ice? This winding after opening for NWA. What was that like? Uh, it was kind of scary actually because I was, uh, you know, like I said, I was real young. I did the whole Stop the Violence tour and everything, and uh, I was with Ice T. And that's actually when I first got my big break was with Ice T and, and them and uh, Sets of Sonic and EPMD. But uh, it was crazy because, you know, I didn't know about the studio gangster thing back then. I thought it was all real. So, you know, drive bys and shootings, I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm glad that they, you know, they're cool with me. <laughs> I don't want them to kill me, man. Are you friends with any of the other Ices? You know, like Ice Cube? Well, you just said Ice T. Are you friends with yeah. any of the Ices? Totally. Yeah, we're all cool. Yep. Ice T, I've been cool with since uh, like 89, man. So it's been really good. He's a good guy. Actually, I'm doing some shows with him coming up soon here in the States. Now, I heard this rumor. I don't know if you want to answer it or not, but I heard a rumor. Did you go to a party put on by Naomi Campbell? I did. I did back in the day. No, I heard that you were necking with Corey Feldman in the hot tub at Naomi Campbell's place. Is that true, Vanilla Ice? Come on, Hasselhoff. I don't get that friendly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Babu! You're pushing it. Thank you very much, Vanilla Ice. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Um, just want to say check out VanillaIce.com for any details of anything I got coming up. Check it out. Don't sleep on it. We are who we are because of who we were. So thanks for embracing who I am today. Vanilla Ice, I want to leave with a quote. And the quote goes, shit, a white boy can dance like that? And do you know who said that, Vanilla Ice? Who? Chuck D. Nice. Yeah, Chuck and, D. And I was wondering, can you maybe do a couple moves for us? Just please for the I'll old do a days. move called the Transformer for you. Check it out. It's called the Transformer, man. And this is one that I, I used to do back in the day. I, I still break dance every now and then, but I've had so many motocross crashes. I broke my wrist and stuff, so I don't do many head spins anymore. <laughs> oh, so you're going to do one for us? I'm going to do oh, the yeah, Transformer. Your glasses? This is a Transformer. By Vanilla Ice. Yes. Yeah. yeah! Ice, ice, baby. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Then let's give him a beat. Give him a beat. No, no, no. I don't need a beat. I don't need a beat. I don't need a beat, okay, dude. No beat. Just check it out. Okay, Here we go. You ready? Watch yeah. it. Watch okay. it. I'm, I'm going to tear it up. All okay. Right? This is the Transformer. Okay. You ready? That's the Transformer. That's it. Oh, vanilla ice in the house. <laughs> That's one of the old school moves I did on Cool as Ice, man. I'm surprised I still remember that. Well, vanilla ice. Why should people care about Vanilla Ice? Why should people care? Because I just said it, man. We are who we are because of who we were. And uh, my life, through the eyes of the camera and the TV, is very entertaining. Enjoy it, because uh, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Well, thanks so much, Vanilla Ice. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. <laughs> For two. All ice today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. You heard an interview. Well, not completely all ice. We started way at the top with Justin Trudeau, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Jack Layton, Ice Ice Cube, Ice Ice Baby, and now Ice Ice Tea. Yes, all ice on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. That was Vanilla Ice. Coming up right now, an interview with Ice Tea. Who are you? Ice Tea. Ice-T, I have to ask you, right off the bat, did you ghostwrite this right here, Mr. T's Commandments? Yes, I did. That's amazing. Can you tell me about working with Mr. T? Because you're not credited on this particular record. I'm not on there? No, it doesn't have your name. Like, if you open it up, check, look for your name. It doesn't say your actual name. It doesn't say Ice-T on the actual credits when you open it up. 
Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's a secret. I guess back in the day, I didn't feel I was, you know, going to ever be anybody. Uh, I was uh, around these cats that were actually doing a video for him called Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool. And they really didn't have a rapper. And they asked me what I'd try to help Mr. T rap. And I wrote mostly all the raps for him. I love it. Mr. T's commandments. Believe it. Every word is... True. True, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty whack. I mean, I've, it's something to look back on, but the fact that I was able to even work with Mr. T, I got to, you know, give myself a pat on the back for that. Because it makes me think, who is the real T, Mr. T or Ice T? Who is the real T? Uh, Mr. T has the mohawk. And that gives him the crown. That's the answer, yeah. And he's bigger than me, and, he, and, he, and he's more violent, I think. Ice-T, I wanted to read you a quote from Blowfly. Blowfly says, I'm a stand-up comedian, a rapper, and a singer. What do you think about that? Are you like Blowfly? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I try to sing. You know, I sing in body count. But yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. I like to try to get a joke in edgewise. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm a rapper. I go from one side to the other. Sometimes I'm really dead serious about certain issues. And other times I'm just, you know, having fun. Ice-T, is it true, David Hasselhoff, Ice-T, is this true, you're going to be producing David Hasselhoff's rap LP? No, there was a rumor out about that. What happened was I was doing an interview with a guy, and he asked me, he says, you're so cool, Ice, you could probably make anybody rap. And I'm like, for enough money, I can make anybody rap. He said, could you make David Hasselhoff rap? I said, for $5 million, I have him rapping like Jay-Z. So the next thing you know, we got the rumor out that I'm actually working with David Hasselhoff. But, uh, nope. I thought he's your next-door neighbor. Nope. Nah. I, I, I never even met him before. So nothing came of it then? He didn't ever nah, contact you? still out there. Arthur's still out there. So David Hasselhoff, if you're listening to this... Or anybody. Five million dollars, become a hip-hop star. Ice-T, how are the juice wars going? How are the juice wars going? Because you have the liquid... Yeah, I had liquid ice, but actually I got in a lawsuit with them cats and I'm not promoting them anymore. Ah, okay, because it was liquid ice and Anelli has the pimp juice, yeah. so I thought there was some juice my, wars going I on. Made it, I made liquid ice. Liquid ice was better. It tasted better and everything. But what happened was the cats that had the company sold it to some other people and then they tried to breach my contract and we had to take them to the mats. You dig what I'm saying? We had to get our money. Ice-T, you talked today how about you had to prepare for potential predators, a battling potential predators. Yeah. Like you never know who you'll come up against. So I offer you this. What was it like when you battled a leprechaun in Leprechaun in the Hood? I, I was worried about that leprechaun because that leprechaun, I, I never saw that guy out of makeup. So he is a midget. So when every time I would hit the corner, he was walking around. He always looked like that. So I wasn't really cool with that leprechaun. I was kind of like, he was a strange character and he was always in character. So I just, you know, read my lines and stayed you know, out of the way. That's somebody you never prepared for. You never prepared for a leprechaun, did you, Ice-T? Nah, I never thought I would actually have to go head up with anybody with superpowers. Ice-T, what was it like having a 1-900 line? You had a 1-900 line. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Back in the day, that was before the internet, you know what I'm saying? So people would call. You just have a whole bunch. You'd answer a whole bunch of questions, and they would call, and they'd press a button, and then they'd get a recording. Ice-T, November 14th. What does November 14th mean to you? day before november 15th no it's iced tea day in atlanta oh uh, yeah yeah i i got that years and years ago i haven't never went down there and flexed my uh key to the city i haven't gone down there and said hey everybody shut up it's my day but they gave that to me years ago is that the only day you have have you been given the keys to any other cities 
And I think they wish they took that day back. I think after the guy gave, they gave it to me, people said, do you really know who he is? So, if you know, I would make it so uh, on November 14th in Atlanta, all titties will be bare, okay? Ice-T, were you the first guy to say ho on a record? I don't know. Maybe me or Too Short, probably. Because that's what I was wondering. I wanted to ask you about some of these vintage iced tea jacks here, if you could hold it. Right here we have the coldest wrap. And first off, let's zero in on that photo. What is going on there, iced tea? Well, that's the old hip-hop style, you know what I'm saying? It was like a lot of metal, a lot of uh, studs and stuff like that. If you looked at what Melly Mel and the Furious Five and all of us was wearing, it was real heavy metal. So it was, that was the style back then. Were you told to wear that? No, that was just how MCs, we wanted to look tough, so that's what we wrote. And there's the coldest rap. That's, I thought, maybe the rap that contained the word ho for the first time on Wax. Yeah, this is my first record. This is actually not on this, the right label. It was on a record called Saturn. But, you know, I still had my hat on. And I had my glasses and stuff. But, you know, back in the day, that was the cool look. Now, they dressed you up for the movie Breakin'. Did they dress you up? No, that was just my clothes. So those were your clothes? Yeah, I had on, like, a bomber jacket. I had on a hat from Neiman Marcus, and uh, just doing my thing. Ice-T, underneath that record, if you could just lift them, we have another compilation here called the Compton Compilation. And if you could turn that over for a second, I want to ask you about this. Here we have a picture of Compton's Most Wanted with a white guy in the band. Yeah, well, you know, there's white people in Compton. Actually, uh, that was uh, MC8 in their crew, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was like, uh, who was in the original NWA? You had... Uh, Arabian Prince was in that group back in the days, you know what I'm saying? So, white people in Compton, you know that? And right over here we have Vanilla C, a female rapper. What's the history of female gangster rappers, Ice-T? I don't know. The trip with female gangster rappers is once a girl acts too hard, she no longer acts like a girl. So it's kind of like a paradox, you know what I'm saying? It's like they can only rap so hard, then they start sounding mannish. So it never really works. I think the only people that really mastered that is Foxy Brown and, say, Little Kim. What do you think, and if we could move this record out, of this record, this record, this person right here? Terry C, right? Terry C. What's the importance of Terry C., a white woman gangster rapper? Yeah, somehow Easy hooked up with her, and she was, like, supposed to have been the next thing and stuff. And, uh, you know, I never really met her. I, from what I understood, she was an interesting chick, had an ill personality. A lot of people wasn't really getting along with her. But then I heard she turned over and started to try to do rock. I've been mentioning the women because you're hosting VH1 Hip Hop Honors, and I understand you're introducing MC Light into a Hall of Fame. MC Light. Yeah, MC Light is a hardcore rapper. I wouldn't call East Coast. Her, East Coast, but I wouldn't call her gangster rap, but she was hardcore. You know, she was right on the edge and very much respected and one of the pioneers of the early rugged style of rap. Ice T, if we could have you pull out another record, we have here The Posse, Chapter 2, another Compton record. Mm hmm. Now, on the back here, I find it interesting. There are some pictures here. We have, right here on the very back, the two live crew when they were from L.A. Yeah, people don't know that. Actually, uh, Brother Marquise was really used to be my hype man. He used to come out on stage with us in some of our shows. And all the groups from L.A. originally started on McCola Records. I don't know if this is, is that, see? McCola. McCola was a pressing plant in L.A. that we could go to, and you could really go in there with a tape, and they would make you a record. So that's where me, uh, N.W.A., 
all the L.A. groups started right there. And right there we have Digital Underground. Now, at this time, was Tupac dancing for Digital Underground? What can you say about Tupac dancing for Digital Underground? Yeah, Tupac was dancing and doing the whole digital thing. They was, you know, do what you like and all that kind of stuff, having a good time. You know, he didn't really jump off until he went into his solo career with the more hardcore stuff. And right over here, we have Ice-T. Right. What do you remember about this? This is one cool record cover, Ice-T. It's me and Evil, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, everybody was just trying. We had the gun. I had the 38, you know. Back in the day, I had the three-finger ring right there that, you know, everybody wanted. Some fresh Jordans, you know what I'm saying? It was just being funky fresh. He was trying to keep it real clean. Do you still have that outfit? No, I don't have that outfit, but it, it, it would still look good today. Ice-T, one other thing I was wondering about was 99 Problems. Yeah. What's the history of that song? That's your song. Jay-Z took it. And now apparently there's some links to Two Live Crew. What happened was, the true story is, uh, Brother Marquise made that comment one time. I was with him and he was like, you know, I got 99 Problems in the bitch ain't one. So I thought, I was like, man, we can make a record off of that. So we called Marquise up, flew him out to L.A. We, me and him did the record together, paid him, everything was cool. And uh, that was that. Uh, years later, Jay-Z hears the record from Rick Rubin, decides he wants to remake it, makes, remakes the hook, and does it. Then Marquise comes back and hears Jay-Z did it and decides he wants more money, but all the money was already paid out. Uh, I didn't get any publishing from it because I had a publishing deal at the time. So he decides, you know, he wanted to sue me and all kinds of nasty stuff, which friends shouldn't do to each other. But that's the true story. So nothing's happened since then. You know, it's kind of water under the bridge. But, you know, the first 99 Problems was done by myself and Brother Marquise from Two Live Crew. Ice-T, what did you do on Fame? You were on Fame. What did you do on Fame? Breakdancer. I was a breakdancer. Now, would you get paid for that? Did you negotiate a good deal, or is it like those other movies where you didn't get as much money? And we, got, we, got, we got paid scale, you know, so probably like seven grand. Ice-T, you're a good friend of Jello Biafra. How come Jello Biafra, ex-Dead Kennedys, is the real G? How is Jello Biafra the real G? Well, you know, real G is basically, if you really want to get into it, it just means you're original. You know, and, and you, you know, Jello Biafra is one of the original, you know, Dead Kennedys member, one of the original punkers, one of the original people who really set the mode for a lot of the, the early punk rock and stuff like that. So that makes him a G. Uh, if, if you obviously a copy of somebody, you don't get that G. You can't be called a G. You're basically a replica. Ice-T, do you still like Sizzler? Yeah, Sizzler's a, uh, more of a West Coast place. You know, we go to, uh, in New York right now, we go to uh, Tad's. Ice-T, the movie 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Yeah. I was a bit upset. At the end of that movie, you're suspended from a flying fox and you totally get murdered. Why did you agree to do that? Was that just the money? Because I felt mad. Ice-T, you had no chance to live in that movie, did you? Uh, well, the true story was the cat that was directing it wanted me to be one of the Elvises at the beginning of the movie. And I couldn't do it because I had an, another obligation. So Bokeem played the first Elvis. And they actually wrote that part in the movie to bring me in at the end. So it was kind of like he wanted me to be. I got a cool part playing Henderson. And it was a pretty exciting movement. So I get uh, a moment in the movie. So I get a lot of uh, clips and action sequence shows. You're just hanging basically from a meat hook, getting nailed. Spinning around, shooting two guns. It was cool. It was fun. Ice-T... Dan Quayle, did he get a gold record for helping body count? 
Yeah, we gave Dan Quayle a gold record. We gave Charlton Heston a gold record. Not so much that they helped us, but it was just like they were so stupid. So, you know, you can call once you're, excuse me, once you have an official gold record, you can call and get anybody's name connected to it. So we got one with Charlton Heston's name on it, one with Quayle. We haven't ever presented it to him. Ice-T, you recently played the Leeds Festival with Body Count, didn't you? Yes, sir. And you were heard saying, the main stage is full of pussies. True. What is a pussy, Ice-T? Just a pussy. Everybody knows what a pussy is. Just, just, I guess a pussy is something that has no balls. Ice-T, what's wrong with teddy bears? Why don't you like teddy bears? You're saying Kanye West has a teddy bear. Why don't you like teddy bears? I don't, I don't understand grown men with teddy bears. I don't understand it. Now, I, don't, I, I mean, Kanye West is cool. I mean, he just threw me with the teddy bear. Ice-T, I wanted to ask you, lastly here, about this record right here. We have the Jimmy Castor Bunch. What can you tell the people about the Jimmy Castor Bunch? You use a sample of this on your power record. Uh, you know, Africa Islam produced a lot of my music, and he was into the old original hardcore funk bands like Jimmy Castor Bunch and Dad's Band and all the real heavy grooves like that. So that's part of hip-hop is taking something that maybe you know obscure to other people and making it funky that's what hip-hop is about and you were saying ice T, that your band has splintered is it true that your ex-associate the egyptian lover is egyptian lover a pimp or is that dj aladdin is the pimp dj or- aladdin's <laughs> pimp dj aladdin is now pimping somewhere he may be up here in canada with his groove on uh egyptian lover from what i last understood is out djing right now all over the world because he was in a movie breaking with you right uh he was in there with africa islam and the glove Ice-T, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? No, nah, I think you got enough. You, you're a very interesting guy, and I like your wardrobe. Well, thank you very much, Ice-T. Really appreciate that. Yeah, it's real pimpish. I like how it's going down. It's real big. Ice-T, why should people care about Ice-T and Body Count? I don't know. I mean, you got to care about something. Why not care about us? You know what I'm saying? I think music and is just like you know going to the, to the ice cream store, man. You know, if you don't like this flavor, pick out. You know, another flavor. I'm just happen to be one of the flavors in the ice cream store. Well, thanks so much, Ice-T. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 Bang, bang. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there an interview with... Ice tea. And before that, an interview with Vanilla Ice. And before that, an interview with Ice Cube. All ice today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, as well as Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, and Jack Layton. Right now, to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, have a brand new track from Vapid from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you, Caroline, from Vapid for this track. We are going to hear Laggard, L-A-G-G-A-R-D, by Vapid. And Vapid have a brand new LP, Lake of Tears, out now. And they're going to be playing October the 3rd at the Lido in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So again, this is brand new from Vapid, playing October 3rd at the Lido in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, from their brand new LP, Lake of Tears. Here's Laggard by the rock and roll band known as Vapid on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. L-A-G-G. 